0: You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. On this Wednesday, May 25th, we're talking Pirates baseball today with Pirates reporter Adam Barry. Adam, we thank you for the time as always, and uh, let's start off with the ball game Tuesday night uh, at Chase Field in Arizona. Not a boring ball game by any means. A good one for the Pirates. They win it 12-1, to but I think that uh, – That was kind of the the sub-headline to the game because the main headline was all of the ejections and beanings that we had in the late innings. Uh, Gene Segura, unfortunately, uh, hospitalized uh, as the result of a beaning he took from Archimedes uh, Caminero. And uh, Caminero, he's kind of been, in my opinion, kind of a loose cannon for this Pirates team all season. And uh, is there an update on him uh, based on the actions of what happened Tuesday night? Yeah, the
1: Pirates put him on the 15-day disabled list uh, today with what they said was a left quad strain. I think it's a very conveniently timed injury. Uh, Apparently he told the head athletic trainer after last night's game when he hit two Diamondbacks in the head and uh, and got ejected that the quad had been bothering him for some time and that he at that point felt like it was keeping him from doing his job. But, I mean, I think this may be, like I said, a very conveniently timed injury uh, for the Pirates. Or if you want to call it an injury in this case, something that was able to get him down on the disabled list, uh, get him some time away that he can stop throwing for a little while. Because he hasn't been the guy that the Pirates saw last year, the guy that they picked up uh, from the Marlins and turned into a really effective uh, sort of middle relief type. Uh, he's completely lost command of the strike zone. Uh, obviously nothing intentional last night against the Diamondbacks, just two balls got away from him, hit Gene Segura in the head with a 96-mile-an-hour fastball. Uh, he was hospitalized. Uh, my understanding, talking to our friend Steve Gilbert, Diamondback supporter, is that he's back. So he's not being treated for a concussion, so the Pirates are relieved to hear that news as well. Uh, and then a split-finger fastball got away from him and hit Nick Ahmed in the chin. He still got a seam mark on his chin uh, from where he got hit. So I think it's best for the Pirates. It's best for Cam and Arrow, I think. And it's probably, at this point, best for opposing hitters. If he gets some time down, kind of gets to settle down, refine some things, work on his mechanics a little bit, because it got to the point that Clint Hurdle had trouble finding a spot for Camonero to pitch. You know, he tried to use him in low leverage situations, thinking maybe that was a good opportunity for him to not worry about the game situation, just pitch, try to feel comfortable out there. But even that, uh, those moments were starting to get away from Camonero, and it wasn't doing the Pirates any good to keep running him out there if he wasn't getting any better. So... They put him on the disabled list and reworked their bullpen a little bit. Um, I wouldn't expect to see Camonero for a little while. I think he'll spend a couple days down off his feet not throwing and then probably a pretty lengthy rehab assignment so he can spend more time working on stuff because the guy they had last year was really effective, but the guy that he's been this year was really nowhere near that level.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's one thing to, you know, be ineffective on the field and to cost your team, you know, ball games. But then to put other players' lives and livelihoods in jeopardy, as Kevin Arrow has, has done, unfortunately, this season, that's a whole other ball to wax. And, and Adam, as you said, you know, there was obviously no intent on Kevin, Kevin Arrow's part to inflict any sort of injury or do any malice here. But is that opinion shared by the Diamondbacks. I, w- I would hope it is, but I mean, is there any conflict of what intentional, what was intentional, or what wasn't? Yeah,
1: Diamondbacks manager Chip Hale had some pretty strong words uh, after the game last night. He basically said, you know, if it wasn't intentional, then that guy doesn't that guy doesn't belong at this level. Um, and, you know, Clint Hurdle understood the words uh, that, that Hale said. He was very fired up. He just seen two of his players get hit in the head. So, obviously, there's some emotion to play there, and I mean clearly the Pirates feel the same way. Like he got ejected after both benches had been been warned, even though clearly the pitch wasn't intentional and Hurdle didn't argue. I think he knew at that point it was best if Cameron arrow was off the mound. Uh, it, just because it was a risk. You know, and they're not gonna tell Cameron arrow to stop pitching a certain way because then he that gets even further into his head and you've already got a guy a little bit worried because Cameron Arrow is a, a really good guy, good-natured guy. The last thing you would expect someone like him to do is go hit two guys in the head uh, intentionally in any way. So I think the Pirates just felt like it was best for Camonero to get him away from that moment. Uh, Weren't going to argue the ejections. Certainly understand where the Diamondbacks are coming from with uh, the concern over him on the mound, but I think both sides can agree that it was not intentional. Whether or not there's still going to be some form of retaliation tonight, I don't know. Um, It'll be interesting to watch just given the history with these two teams.
0: Yeah, it certainly will. And, uh, you know, like like you said, if you're in Chip Hale's shoes, you can't blame the guy for being emotional and having an emotional response after seeing two of his guys uh, get hit in the head. So certainly understandable where he's coming from. But, again, Clint Hurdle knows that, you know, the Diamondbacks are going to react that way based on what happened. And the best thing for all parties involved, the Pirates and the Diamondbacks, and perhaps all the baseball right now, let's be honest, is to shut down Archimedes Caminero for the time being. Uh, let the guy get his head screwed back on straight and hopefully better things to come uh, after a cooling off period. Now, Adam, obviously, we were given a very sobering reminder of just how much damage can be done when a pitch does get away. Uh, Ryan Vogelsong, uh, a couple of days ago on Monday, hit in the face by a fastball as he was at the plate. It was the uh, makeup game against the Rockies, the front end of the uh, doubleheader that day. Vogelsong sustaining multiple facial fractures. Uh, he was hospitalized, and it was just so terrifying to watch. Uh, what is the latest update on Ryan song?
1: Yeah, last we've heard is that he is still in the hospital over at Allegheny General, um, still hospitalized, still waiting for the swelling to go down. It was really significant around that left eye where he got hit uh, to the point where they knew there are facial fractures, but the swelling is so severe that they can't really do anything surgically uh, at this point to operate on it until that goes down. Uh, they say that his eye was completely swollen shut when he entered the hospital. I think we all probably got a pretty good sense for that when you saw vocal song you know being carted off the field with a towel over his eye, um, but apparently it's opened up a little bit. Vision is improving, which is obviously a huge concern when you hear anything about an injury to that area. you first worry about you know vision, the eye itself, and then you kind of go down to the to the bones around the eye, which is apparently uh, where the fractures were sustained. but yeah, I mean, you talk about sobering, that's something you hate to see. For anybody, especially a guy like Vogelsang, worked so hard to overcome so much in his career. He got that opportunity to spot start, which Garrett Cole, one of his close friends on the team, said he was just thrilled about. That's why he came here, to be a starting pitcher. So He finally gets out there on the mound. He's pitching well. And then, of all things, he's in the batter's box you know, looking for an outside pitch. And that one kind of comes up and in on his face and just couldn't get out of the way in time. It's really just an awful moment anytime you see anything like that happen to anyone, but especially for a guy like veteran veterans, been through all that he has to be set back like
0: that. Yeah, very tough to watch uh, because as you said, Vogelsong is such a high character guy, a veteran who's, you know, in his second tour of duty with the pirates and a uh, very well liked in that clubhouse. And just to, look, to see anybody have that happen to them, it's tough to see a guy like Vogelsong have it happen to him. Uh, extra tough. Uh, has Ryan himself made any comments uh, to the media since the, Ah, uh, the beanie took place, or has he pretty much uh, kept quiet and let uh, you know team doctors or media reps uh, kind of talk for him?
1: Yeah, we haven't seen him. He's been in the hospital the entire time. Uh, a couple of players have gone over to see him. They say he's in good spirits. Um, his wife Nicole tweeted out that you know he's just, their whole family is just relieved that he's stable at this point. Um, I think Ryan will probably be hospitalized for a couple more days. Like I said, while they wait for that swelling to go down before they can perform any sort of surgery on that area to, to, to fix the bones and clean all that up around there um yeah I haven't heard from Vogelsong. probably won't for for a little while but everything we've heard via uh, Todd Tomczyk the head athletic trainer Clint Hurdle a uh, couple of players who I've spoken to that went to go see him they say he's you know doing as well emotionally as you could expect uh, given the circumstances
0: and that is certainly uh good news to hear so thoughts and prayers obviously with Ryan Vogelsong as he uh begins the road to recovery from this very terrifying injury uh, back on Monday against the Rockies. And, uh, you know, kind of transitioning out of that, uh, Adam, almost immediately after he went down, there was speculation that, uh, we, you know, well, there's a spot open now on the roster. Is it, you know, could it be Jamison Tyon? Could it be Tyler Glass now? Even a guy like uh, Chad Cool, if I'm pronouncing his <laughs> name correctly. But yep. I think Tyon and Glass now were the two guys that were kind of the focus here. Uh, instead, it was A.J. Shugel, who's uh, had some time at the big league level this year, he's back up with the club. But let's talk about uh, Tyon in particular. He was skipped, or he's going to be skipped, in his next turn in the rotation in AAA. Uh, what is going on right now with Jameson Tyon?
1: Uh, basically, the Pirates are just being mindful of his workload, trying to keep him fresh so he can pitch later in the season rather than burning up all his innings right now. Tyon's obviously kind of a complicated situation coming off in two years where he hasn't pitched. In a minor league game, because of Tommy John surgery and a hernia operation, so he's missed a lot of time. It's hard to, for any team really, to define where you how you build up young starting pitchers. You know, there's the whole you know, Verducci effect or whatever. Do you go 30 percent more innings based off of last year's total? But just throughout the game, we've had such trouble keeping young arms healthy that you know it's so touch and feel with guys. So. The Pirates are very mindful of all that kind of stuff when it comes to uh, injury prevention, how they use pitchers, especially young guys. Um, And in this case, they would rather have Tyon pitch deep into the games that he does start and take uh, the occasional break. And I think you'll probably see a similar thing with Tyler Glass now because he missed a little bit of time last year to injury, kind of uh, artificially lowered his innings uh, total last season. Um, Rather than have him run out every five days and pitch three or four innings, and then hope that he's capable of throwing six or seven for Pittsburgh later this summer. They're going to trot him out there for – he's pitched his first eight starts, uh, pitched six or seven innings in most of them. Uh, so they're just kind of hitting the pause button a little bit for one start. Uh, he'll be back out there the next time out. As Neil Huntington told me it's just all part of the plan.
0: And, uh, yeah, I think Pirates fans would agree that as much fun as it would be to see guys like Glass now and Tyon at the big league level right now or tomorrow or next week. They're better served waiting until August or September when the Pirates should, you know, expectedly be in the thick of a pennant race. And to have those guys uh, as September call-ups would be huge uh, for this Pirates team. So patience is definitely a virtue in this situation for sure. Uh, Adam, to wrap up here a little bit, uh, a great night last night for Gregory Polanco. Three hits, a career-high five RBIs. And since taking over the three spot in Clint Hurdle's lineup, he's been raking uh, 15 games. The OPS, uh, 961 three homers, 13 RBIs. Uh, Why do you think kind of the switch has gone off for him since inheriting that three hole in the lineup? I think he's just comfortable,
1: and that's not even necessarily just batting third,
0: but I think you've seen an added degree of comfort there.
1: That's where he hit throughout the minor leagues. Uh, Typically, your best player bats third from the time you're playing t-ball or whatever until the major leagues, and the Pirates have switched it up a little bit with Andrew McCutcheon batting second to try to optimize some things in their lineup, and Uh, When Jung Ho Gunn came back, that kicked David Freeze out of that everyday three-hole spot. So, Glenn Hurdle found an opening for Polanco. It splits up the lefties and righties pretty well. And honestly, just with the way that he hit to begin the season, it made a lot of sense. You could argue at this point, and I think the numbers would back it up, that Polanco is the team's best hitter so far. Um, It's kind of finally the Gregory Polanco that was the top prospect a couple years ago showing his his true talent level. I don't know if he's going to keep OPSing – upper 900s uh, as he's done since he got in the number three spot but I mean this could be a star in the making that you're seeing and I think it's kind of fitting in a way that he's doing it in that number three spot and I think the Pirates kind of like to see that as well it's just such a confident player right now so different from the guy who about a year ago at this time uh, was asking Clinton Hurdle if he was going to be sent back to AAA uh, it's just kind of funny to think about how far Polanco has come and really in such a short period of time this year.
0: Yeah, it's amazing what uh, something as simple as a lineup switch can do. You move up one spot, two spots maybe, or somewhere that you're comfortable as he was for many years in the minor leagues. And boom, uh, he is uh, becoming, we hope, the superstar that he was projected to be when the Pirates drafted him a couple of years ago. Gregory Polanco, we'll see uh, what the next few weeks uh, develops uh, for him. Adam Barry, we thank you so much for the time on this Wednesday afternoon, and we'll do it again next week at the same time for sure. In the meantime, Matt Wehmeyer signing off for MLB.com Extras Pittsburgh Pirates.